Well, just think of like everybody in their life that is going to that party had to go to every one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old birthday party. We wouldn't have any free weekends, Roush, when it was all said and done. I like intimate. I like intimate for young age. We're not going to remember it. And three, you know, you're getting you're getting close to it, but realistically, I I don't remember my third birthday party. You're not going to remember your third one either. But I remember my little brother's third birthday party, but that was just because he had the the three signs from Rupp Arena. We they they were like hanging up all around the um <laughs> the 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 basement. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, that is that is that is uh, very cool. I used to have three signs all around my room growing up as a kid. Anytime I'd get that's what anytime I'd go to a UK game as a kid, I'd take a three sign and then on the back I'd write down who you know what game it was, the date, the score, and that hang it up in my room. And nice. all of them are gone, sadly. I wish I, uh, I wish I, I wish I still had them. Uh, I'm a collector of those little things like that. But the point is, I'm more of an intimate for the like. It's more for the parents, anyways. So you may as well kind of right. keep it, kind of keep it tight, keep it, keep it family. Um, just because. Well, three o'clock, one year old birthday party this Saturday from three to six. We'll see you there. And it's just like, oh man. Well, that's our whole day. Like yeah, the, the fifth one that we've had in five straight weeks, and yeah, there goes our whole plan. So you're right. The the um, I I will say though, because like there, I feel like there's time and place, but it's nice to have a little bit of bofa in there because some of the moms and dads you used to see, you know, two or three times a month going out to the bars or something on the weekends. So like now, this is a good opportunity to hang out with moms and dads again. So there's a time and place for both. I just really like the Thursday aspect of it because. It's like, oh, everybody, you, you kind of get off work and then you hang out for a couple hours and then kids are exhausted and not going to fight you when it comes to bedtime. So, like, it was it was just, it was nice. So, I'm, uh, I don't know, going to have to, the, the time of year made it great too where they could just be out and play in the sprinklers and stuff. But um, maybe we'll have to, you know, uh, he's got, we got, we got a fall, we got a spring. So, um, well, you know. As they get older, the weeknight birthday party might end up becoming the go-to move. Maybe. Maybe on to something there. P. Diddy, how are you? Happy Friday to you. I'm doing pretty good. A little tired, but par for the course at this point. Went to the TBT game last night. Great time. So did you get get the front row uh, neighbor seats? No. Didn't get get the invite to those. That's tough. That's good. That's a nice little Friday night. Hopefully, you got to bed at a decent hour. Yeah, decent enough. That's good. Well, well, good. You didn't get in any arguments with any other Big X employees yesterday. I hope. No. No bats game. So. Everything was gravy. Well, that's what we like to hear. You did a great job with John Spears from noon to to one yesterday. Uh, you're really getting the hang of this producing thing. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Text How out into today, the, TJ. Uh, Thursday. It was good. It, it was nice. Uh, busy, busy work day. Came home. We had a pizza movie night with the kid. Um, just because it was so. We usually like to spend time outside, but it was so hot. We were like, let's just right. go to the basement. We won't, you know, put her in her high chair or anything for dinner. We'll let her just, you know, run around the basement with pizza. We'll put oh, a movie fun. on. And, what movie? Uh, what movie? I think we watched Tangled yesterday. 
Okay, that that's one of those that I feel like I I know I've seen a thousand times, but I haven't really seen it and still don't know what exactly happens. Yeah, uh, on second thought, it, it appears that it was not tangled. Oh, um, so I have to I'll have to get back to you. I uh I got I talked Duke into watching the Jungle Book the the OG, uh, so I could nap after we went to the zoo yesterday, and he just calls it the Blue Movie now, and he says Blue like Blue, so. Um, kind of cute yeah I, I was like yeah duke you didn't take a nap today though you're gonna be tired no i took a little one during the blue movie <laughs> sure you did sure you did we watched brave actually on second thought but I, have not we, seen that one we didn't get to finish it she went to bed late as is uh because we let her stay up kind of later than normal and then she had to get up early this morning so maybe we we, we should have cut the movie off even shorter but we didn't get to finish it it was all right had a had a brave heart feel to it Oh, okay. So were there people mooning each other before they murder each other? It's just Irish clans going at it. You know the deal. Ah, gotcha. Just had had that had that sort of feel. So did that, and then after we put her to bed, uh, my buddy with the pool was like, "Hey, I'm going to put on the the TBT game over here if you want to get in, and we can watch it in the pool." And I said, "All right, that sounds like a nice way to cool off on a Thursday." So went over there for about an hour and a half, and. Uh, and watch that basketball game that took place. And Deville continues. They won. They won. They, gave, they did. That it. was the <laughs> I got to say, the, my wife, she she might be joining Team Trevor on the ELM ending after that ELM ending that took a seemingly 45 minutes. Yeah. So the ELM ending, more times than not, will make things a little faster, but not guaranteed to do it. But what it normally does is it will eliminate annoying free throws at the end of games. <laughs> it, it, it didn't do that. There, there were free throws, although like the game was on the line with these free throws and L went cold. And the story of the night, L one point away from winning with the Elam ending. You had to get to 79 points or 78 points, whatever it was. 79. And yeah, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to get to the specifics of it. And he's shooting his free throws. They need one. Chidani Anuani, known for his underhand free throws while oh, he man. was in college. Uh, since he's been a professional, Shinani Anuaku has learned to shoot overhand. But a blast from the past, he actually did it. I loved it. He shot oh, him man. underhand, but he couldn't get either one to drop. He actually got three of them because there was a lane violation on one of them. But three underhand free throws from Anawaku, none of them could drop. The crowd would have just gone absolutely oh, wild had they gone and, in. And they all looked like they were—they had a chance too. Every single one of them. And I just—I wanted a grainy shot Elam ending so badly. And unfortunately, Anawaku couldn't deliver. But then they kept fouling, so the underdogs or the water—what is that? Was that it? Underdogs. Underdogs. They kept getting—they kept getting the ball back and shooting shooting free throws, getting the ball back, shooting free throws. Then Russ Smith misses a free throw. It was just, uh, it, it just, it, it, they refused to end the Elam end. But they eventually hit it. Russ Smith eventually hit it. Gave the Jackson underdogs plenty of chances. Chris Jones, former UVL player, was very heated in that game. Uh, had some fun playing against his former guys. Was talking trash to the crowd here and there. Uh, he had a good game, which was shocking because he didn't have a lot of them when he was at U of L. Busy flopping around all over the place. He had one of those, uh, but it made but it made for uh, for a good entertaining game. And now U of L will play the Gutter Cats on Saturday. The Gutter Cats 
uh, a TBT team that has had some success. Last year, they went to, I don't know, maybe the quarterfinals of this thing. They went pretty deep in the tournament. So that'll be a tough one for Louisville on Saturday. P. Diddy, what time is that game at? Uh, I heard noon. I'm not 100% sure. 100% sure. Noon. All right, noon on Saturday at Freedom Hall. Uh, They had a few fewer fans Thursday than they did Tuesday. I was a little worried with, like, the entrance and stuff like that. It was going to scare some people away. I think that may may be the case. Also, maybe just the fact it was a uh, it was a Thursday versus two more people have stuff going on on. A Thursday. I think the hour later they, might have been different too. They had, they had fewer fans there, but uh, still a good crowd. Sounded good on TV. So, P Diddy, hope you had a good time last night. I did, and uh, me and uh, my brother, my dad, my cousin, we we got the granny chance going for Chihuahua Anawaku. I'm not sure if he would have done done him anyway, but we got him going. That was us. Wow. So you all, if you all would have lost, you all it would have been, would have been our fault, won. maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But not the case. They won. Uh, yeah, I was very happy he tried to do those. I really wish one would have gotten in. The funniest part was the announcers just having no earthly idea of what was going on. They thought that maybe like Chinano Anawaku was possessed by aliens or something like that. There's like, what was that? Okay. Not really sure what we just saw that. He's going to do it again. I don't know what's going on here. You're telling me. They had no no clue the significance of it. You're telling me resident basketball know-it-all Seth Greenberg doesn't actually know it all? Wow. What'd you do to Seth Seth Greenberg ever do to you? (sighs) Besides deliver Montrez Harrell with a bow to the University of Louisville. He just acts like he knows it all. Well, sometimes when you're in an announcing spot, you need to not sound clueless. You act like you know it all too, DJ. So, oh, boom, roasted. P Diddy, what what don't you know? I'll be sure to let you let you in on some stuff. You know, I know it all too. So, it's okay. Don't know how to put the podcast up in one piece. <laughs> oh, uh, got him. Uh, I do. I do like though that Greenberg has become, and it's all because Greenberg's just preachy about like. And in the way he goes about it, the problem is when he tries to he, – he did this sometimes uh, throughout the year because he's a John Calipari water carrier. He's just an all-time coach water carrier. And he's done the thing for Louisville where he's like been, Louisville fans, you idiots, you don't know anything about basketball if you think Kenny Payne's a bad coach. Which is like that's not the way to go about it, to like talk people down, to say this guy's good. Like maybe say what the guy is doing well – and like you just can't see it because they're not executing well. Like that that is a much better way to go about it than kind of the like I know everything cuz I'm a coach sort of method. Yeah, there's plenty of people in commentating that do that. And maybe I'm I'm more partial to Greenberg because he's not as annoying as some of those other people and maybe I'm partial to him because he is nicer to to Calipari than some. But Seth Greenberg doesn't he's not even in my like top 10 of annoying figures in the media. Uh, but they were very confused by that underhand free throw. There, there is, there is no doubt about that. Yeah, he, why, why are they messing around? You can't mess around the EM ending. It's like, dude, Onowaku sucks at free throws. This is probably a better chance of making this than shooting them overhanded. Yeah, well, actually, overhand had looked pretty good from the the sample sizes we've seen. But I, I do like the nod. Uh, it is also understandable that some college basketball commentators didn't know about a guy's free throw style from eight years ago. 
that that's all right. But good crowds. TBT's fun. You had more good games yesterday. I think there's still action going on today. And then you'll get Louisville playing again on Saturday for those that care. But it is it is a fun thing if you if you're looking for plans on Saturday or to take the kids somewhere. It is entertaining. I, I am a little. Of course, I didn't pay for my tickets on Tuesday. As I mentioned, the little guy named Peyton Siva uh, comped yeah. my tickets. No big deal. Not something no that deal. I really felt like even bringing up. But it right. didn't have to didn't have to pay for my tickets. The tickets are not as cheap as I thought they'd be. Roush, twenty bucks. They're like thirty yeah, I mean, bucks. It's not like yeah. I think, huh? I think they're closer to thirty. It's like thirty three. What is that like after add ons or whatever? No, I think it's I think before add ons. Thirty and after fees, they're closer like thirty five ish. Yeah. Oh, huh. well, I was looking them up the other day and it didn't feel as steep. And it also varied from game to game as well. Uh, but yeah, um, and maybe Saturday will be cheaper. I, I don't know. But I, I figured you'd be able to get in the door for like 10 or 15 bucks. And instead, I thought, you know, I was talking to people. It was like, well, yeah, I took me and my two kids and it was just like $110 with parking after everything. And I was like, oh, man, well, that's, yeah, a, that's an expensive night to watch some TBT basketball. Yeah, the... <laughs> Having the parking also get you, uh, yeah. I mean, it says here that it starts at twenty bucks, and I mean they're probably the worst seats in the house. But like, who cares? I don't know. Is that but for actually, Saturday? It's it says starts at twenty, and then I click on it, and it says twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> lies. Those are lies. Uh, I do like though. I appreciate that they've got lines on these games. I mean, that's when you know it's real. They were four and a half point favorites, one by five. Yeah, so. you could even do like player props and whatnot. I think they had an over under for Russ Smith with twenty well, points or something like that. They, I, I know. Yesterday, I had friends looking to find it. Maybe they released it closer to tip off, but he's hit, he hit over, and it wasn't even close in game one. So, I'm curious how far Vegas will go because Russ is not, uh, he's not shy with the ball in his hands. Also, freaking. Mayo, those dunks. The one he had uh, last, the one-handed lob catch, that was freaking awesome. That uh, Mayo, that Mayo kid's good. And uh, yeah, nearly yeah. came to UK, but UK settled on Reed Travis instead back in 2019. Uh, probably, you know, probably, probably the right call there. Especially but. for what they needed um, at that time. Because Mayo is, Mayo and PJ Washington are kind of similar. Uh, well, nice you make a case Reed Travis and PJ Washington were kind of similar too. True, true. Um, but like maybe, I see Mayo stretching the floor a little bit more instead of maybe Mayo maybe Mayo's length would have even been better because just you know, PJ yeah, and Reed true. weren't bad defenders, but they could get scored over top of because they you know they were only a certain height. Um, but but Mayo also wasn't as filled out as he is now, which obviously makes sense. He was a little bit skinnier and maybe he gets pushed around a little bit more inside than a Reed Travis would have. But that's hindsight. You can always go back with some of these and, and look at them. But, um, all right, fun um, Thursday night in Louisville. Yeah, yeah. This this makes me uh, – I think I've got a fun sports question for you. Just mentioning Reed Travis and thinking about him as a player. I don't – is there a – is there a player who's less like a Calipari player in this era than Reed Travis? Because Cal has always had – I mean, when he gets bigs, it's – and we'll talk about that more as the show goes on because he's pursuing some more bigs. Reed Travis is a below-the-rim non-athlete. I mean, he was a good rebounder. He finished well. Could shoot it decently from the mid-range. But he 
he's so unlike every other player at his position. And I'm trying to think of other players that just don't fit what Calipari normally pursues. And like uh, severe Wheeler maybe comes to mind, but like even then he could he could beat his guy off the dribble. He didn't finish at the rim well, but I just Reed Travis is just uh, the folks love to call people unicorns. It feels like Reed Travis is just so far so so different than any other center that Calipari has gone up. Can we think of any others that are just different than the atypical Calipari player? Are you saying that Reed Travis is? Like, I, I guess I'm not really picking up what you're throwing down. Normally, he gets tall, long, athletic bigs, and like Reed Travis is just the opposite. Gotcha. Like, he's not a rim protector. He's not. He, he's not anything. And he was still a good player for UK. That's not to say he was bad, but he was just. There's, there's. I mean, Kentucky hasn't had a center. The closest thing to that is Oscar Shibway, but Oscar was taller than Reed was, and also rebounded at a much more prolific rate and scored at a more prolific rate. So. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe a Oscar is somewhat similar, but yes, you're you're right about the things you said. Uh, he wasn't a Calipari recruit, but Josh Harrelson wasn't athletic, didn't play above the rim. It's true, um, it's true. He he could be potentially in that in that conversation. Uh, yeah, no, I, I you know Reed Travis was athleticism away from being athleticism and maybe some ball handles away from being in a similar mold to a Julius Randall. But like, yeah, he, he seemed like he was kind of stuck in quicksand compared to the way Randall could jab and make that first step with the ball in his hand. So yeah, no, do the spin uh, move. And, and Reed Travis kind of fell in Kentucky's lap as the way things go. Needed a, he wanted to leave Stanford, wanted to play on a decent team. UK was looking for a five and, Everything kind of worked out well there, but that team was definitely good enough to win a national championship too. Yeah. <sighs> Bummer of a loss in the Elite Eight there that that season. You are right, though, to bring it kind of full circle to current topics. UK is maybe not done with this roster, Roush, which we had talked about for several weeks throughout July and around the, the, the Global Jam Classic, which, by the way, one more thing about the TBT. Make that shot clock 24 seconds, baby. Everything needs to move to 24-second shot clock. We, we definitely don't need it in the TBT. We don't need 30 seconds in the TBT with a shot clock. If they can do 24 seconds in the freaking global jam with no A in global, then they can do 24 seconds in the TBT. And I really, that 24 seconds of the global jam, I think, did something to me. I think it spoiled me a little bit because now I just want it everywhere. I, I want when I'm going to be watching college basketball this season, Roush, and they've got that old 30-second slow poke shot clock. I'm gonna I'm gonna want for that 24 second one. That was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I think sometimes the old guys need like the five seconds to stand around though. So I'm willing to give these old guys a little time to just ooh. get out. They can't handle the heat. Get out of the kitchen. Uh, but no, Kentucky potentially. You've got both of your fives, both of your centers that have had to go under the knife for their injuries. And they may want just a little bit more stability at that position. The interesting part, though, well, maybe we, maybe we table this. We, we come back to it. We do a little radio tease because Jack Pilgrim said something interesting. They're looking at some people overseas. 
Uh, ben Roberts has said something interesting. So we're going to have a serious UK basketball discussion Ooh. when we come back. You're not going to want to miss it. Keep the text coming into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A little sleepy this morning, but it is a Friday. Let's wake up. Let's get after it. We'll come back. We'll talk UK basketball. Uh, and then it's going to be a mostly ridiculous show today. So we're going to have a lot of fun on the Thornton's text line. In hour number two. Don't go anywhere. This is KRC on the Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Patrick Ryan P. Diddy from the Big City. We'll be back. Golf and Elk Run is a heck of a lot of fun. Their new club. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. And I know what the format of the front page looks at because some of those MTV people I clicked on their profile. But you can't see anything because you, then you have to put in credit cards and money and stuff like that. So that's the extent I know. Um, I think you would be a complete doofus to pay for that sort of stuff in this day and age, but yeah, like, it's their own, it's, I guess. It's free online. Yeah, just go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line of the show. That's amazing. <laughs> devastating news i've got these little candy fruit snacks and uh left it in my car and all the fruit snacks melted together oh just, that that it looks kind of fun though when you open it up it's probably just a sheet of gummy oh yeah it's all it's just like nothing but little gummy candies and i'm gonna have to i guess just eat all of them i guess uh they are they are they are very very delicious there's like like the it's the ones you can give the kids roush what are what's the fruit snacks. yeah well, yes, they're fruit snacks, but what's the company? Welch, Welch's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name brand. They're good yep. stuff. They're good. They're good to to chew on. Daddy likes them in the long car trips between appraisals, just to go to town on some of those bad boys. But yes, yeah, some devastating news there. Uh, that was the rejoin of us talking about OnlyFans. P Diddy, are you familiar? I am. I I've never used it. But no, that's all right. I mean, you're not, it's not like you'd come on here and be like, yeah, actually, my dad got mad because we spent $200 accidentally uh, subscribing to different people's OnlyFans. Nobody's going to come on and be like, yes, I'm an OnlyFans user. Uh, so, yeah, all right, you don't use it. We get it. Wink, wink. <laughs> Is that like a, like a slam that people your age do that, like, I heard she's got an OnlyFans or something like that? Uh, no. Not okay. that I, not that I really know of. I have you, I take that back. I guess I did hear about like this girl that like was a, like a few years older than us coming up in Catholic schools, and people were like, "Oh yeah, she's got an OnlyFans now." I remember hearing that not that long ago. So, oh, if she's Catholic, that probably can't be true. Oh, wait, isn't that probably. a whole genre like 
Catholic school girl gone bad. Yeah, but they're not real Catholics. You know, they're just playing pretend. Real Catholics <laughs> oh. would never do such. Yeah, yeah. good. Right, because they're busy praying instead of doing other things. A lot of people probably making jokes to themselves right now at their home. So we're just going to move on from that conversation <laughs> altogether. And, yep, uh, uh, that's why we don't use that uh, rejoin very often, even though it, it is it is a great joke at Scoots' expense. Um, but now, it, factually incorrect, it's an X. So it, That's true. That's yeah. true. And Scoots would say his is more of an X, XX. the best jokes are the ones that make yourself laugh everybody (laughs) you're your own audience audience of one sometimes on this show yes we love scoots making fun of himself what we love more is scoots getting us a mega mega millions tickets for tonight oh yeah we need to bug him about that i wonder if they do play the lottery in wisconsin i would imagine they probably do it seems like yeah. a place that's down to gamble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're... <laughs> All right, yeah. Scoots. We need it. It's getting close to a billion. We just had Powerball go over a billion. Mega Millions knocking on the door to a billy. Uh, it's our, we're really, really counting on you, Scoots. And remember, Scoots has won the lottery before. So can lightning strike twice? We hope so. We hope so. We'll find out tonight. Uh, find out what Thornton's is all about. Great th- breakfast foods. I'm talking to you, Kentucky Roll Call listeners. No better way to get your day started than to stop in at any of the Thorntons around Louisville. Make sure you're downloading that app. When you do it, you're automatically in the club, the Refreshing Rewards member club. You get the savings. You get the discounts. You can see gas prices in your area, the one that's closest to you, and just know whatever that number says, you're going to take off five cents of a gallon, maybe even 10 or 15 sometimes when you go to Thorntons. We love them. We also love the Thorntons text line. Get those texts in, 502-414-1450. Okay, Roush, uh, are you familiar with international big guys? So I'm not familiar with like, I, the the one the, the seven-foot-two guy is the one that um, – let me try to get his name. Uh, Zovanir Ivcic, um, he's the one that I feel like is the – he has all of my attention. The other guys, like the tallest guy in the world, I don't know if that's going to happen. And there was another Egyptian guy too. Um, but I'm really just just focused on the Zovanir. We're definitely saying these wrong. But he uh, he is the one that I think is like most likely to happen and is the – guy who actually probably looks the part more so than any of the others but i i think we can all say like oh what a great idea just go international and get somebody when your other seven footers have foot injuries because lord knows when when that's gonna turn out to when they're gonna be available to play all right before we just start butchering people's names i think we've already done that actually yeah we have let's let's talk about just what we make of the fact that UK in the 11th hour is trying to bring, bring in another big. We, uh, as I mentioned last segment, we talked about it during the summer. This could be a possibility, but Roush, we always thought it was going to be Somto Sirel that was going to be the big to reclassify. And while we were wanting that to happen, or at least I was wanting that to happen, 
it was strictly from like, this guy's not going to be, a, and this was before we saw the OTE game, which really shouldn't change your outlook one way or another, um, just because that's he's going up against like 33-year-olds in that game. It's, it's not even really all that comparable to anything that he'd see in the college game, besides the fact that both play the sport of basketball. Uh, it's the game of basketball, I suppose. But nobody was looking for him to come in and be a major contributor this season. He'd be a reclassification. He was somewhat lower ranked in 2024, as is, I think, 44th in that class. So people just wanted him to come in as a body to develop. Maybe go out there, do some athletic things, pick up some fouls. If somebody gets in foul trouble or gets injured in a game, go out there, play hard, defend. He seems like a physical piece. And then, boom, you hope the payoff is going to be in 2024-2025, Roush, where really technically he'll be a sophomore, but really it'd be like his redshirt freshman season, and you'd hope that he'd be further along than the alternative. But this isn't what UK's doing. They're, they're not pushing for some to zero, excuse me. Uh, although Jack Pilgrim did say recently what I have thought all along, that like, oh yeah, if UK really wants Somto, they're going to get him for this year. Jack Pilgrim basically said as much. Um, he's not qualified or he's not reclassified, whatever word you want to use with Somto. He's not there right now, but the way Jack told it is, it's easy, he can, he can be a reclassification candidate if UK wants him, and it's strictly a UK thing. UK can huh. bring him in. UK could bring him in maybe at the midterm in December, or UK could say, hey, your UK commit, we're going to get you next summer. You just finish out another year at OTE. We're excited to see you. The ball is in UK's hands entirely. According to Jack Pilgrim, Jack knows his stuff. We're going to roll with him on that stuff. So this is why this is interesting, is that like UK, theoretically, it's not like a, a hiccup on some toast side. But UK is basically saying, yeah, we know he's committed and we know we've talked about reclassification with him, but we really think we just want somebody better. We want somebody totally different, like somebody entirely different than what we've got there. And I find that to be interesting. And I don't really know what to make of it. Maybe some of you on the Thornton's text line can help me make something of it. I don't know, Roush, if the take is to come back to like, okay, between Uganda and Bradshaw, this definitely means one of those guys is going to be out more than just maybe by the start of the season. If UK goes out and gets somebody from Croatia, maybe that's saying that they're a little bit nervous about the timetable for either one of Bradshaw or Ugana. And I, I kind of default back to that. I, I think that if you were 100% convinced that both of those guys were going to be totally and completely healthy for the start of the year – then I think you'd probably just go get Somto and say, hey, this is going to be our front court. Let's hope that Bradshaw and Uganda can stay healthy. If not, then the other one's just going to have to play the, the load of the minutes, and then we'll have Somto just to throw in there for five or six minutes a game. This almost tells me, I don't think they're bringing in uh, this Zamanir Ivasic. That's the guy, right? Yeah. The Croatian big guy, seven foot two, 220 pounds. I don't think they're bringing him in, Roush, to – just sit the bench, do nothing at all. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I, I can't help but come back to like, I, I do worry a little bit about Uganda and Bradshaw with the fact that UK is so aggressively looking to bring in another body and another body of somebody that would theoretically ex be expected to get minutes. You know, the, the Zomazir Ivasic fella, he could be in the 2024 draft. He could be a high pick in the 2024 draft. 
Um, so mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be going to UK to just sit the bench and see if Uganda or Bradshaw were going to get any minutes or not get any minutes. So it's an interesting situation. It's one to monitor. The people more in the know than than I am in this situation are saying that like even if this Croatian guy wants to come to UK, there's going to be some NCAA eligibility issues. Everybody's brain instantly just goes back to 2010 and Ennis Cantor and Pete Thamel going over to Turkey to try to bury his eligibility. What a dork that whole thing was. Everybody, and that's just college basketball media for you for the most part. But the people more in the know were saying that there could be some hiccups here too. So on the one hand, it seems a little far off. But on the other hand, Roush, you've got Kyle Tucker saying like, got a strong hunch that UK may add another big, you know, you know what Kyle's doing with that. He's right, doing right, the old right. nudge, nudge, the old wink, wink. Um, but I do think that the experts in the know are trying to tell people, like, even though this is a new name and things may move quickly here, there may be some NCAA hurdles. So make of it what you will. Those are the facts. That's where things stand as of today. Does this mean big picture something for UK's current bigs? Maybe, potentially. Uh, which would be a bummer. And I, I don't know if it'd be more in the Bradshaw side of things, more in the Uganda side of things. I'd almost lean towards Uganda. That whole thing has been kind of weird. I mean, what injury at UK isn't weird? They all are. They're all quiet. But it was a secret scrimmage. He gets hurt. You're, we're wondering if he's going to be able to play the rest of the week, although we didn't think it was probably going to happen. And then it turns out he's got to leave the trip early because it's such a serious injury. And so I almost think that maybe something with Uganda is more serious than they thought. And this is why they're bringing in this guy. It could very well just be Bradshaw, though. But Bradshaw's been seemingly very happy. He's been posting all these pictures and videos at campus and living large and whatnot. So I don't know what to make of it. Your all's guess is just as good as mine in this whole situation. If I'm just trying to read between the lines, my guess is maybe Uganda is a little further out than they thought. And plus, he was sort of a wild card as is just what kind of leap he was going to make from last year to this year that they may say between the injury and the fact he's a little bit of a wild card and now he's going to be missing months and months and months of practice so uh, we needed him to be as polished as possible and now he's probably going to be a little rusty whenever we do get him back let's see if we can go get somebody in here who can score who can spread the floor help block shots and is going to be a good teammate and maybe they've settled on Zomanir I was chitch. I watched some of his videos, Roush. I don't know. The competition he looks like he's going against isn't very good. So it's right, tough right. to say. But the guy does love shooting threes. I'll tell you that much. For a seven foot three guy, he loves to let it rip. Really, his highlight videos is nothing but him shooting threes for the most part and making them and then blocking shots on the other end because he's seven foot freaking three, you know, and he's going against guys who don't look all that great. Um, but he, 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 that, that's, that was my takeaway from the highlight videos. He can, he can stretch the floor, knock down threes, and he's going to be blocking a lot of shots there. But I really hope it's not Bradshaw who may have an additional, you know, whose timetable may be drawn out longer, who may be the cause of why UK feels like they need to add another contributable big to the roster because I don't know if people have been listening to Ben Roberts lately or reading his stuff. This dude is over the moon on Aaron Bradshaw. Um, he he's alluded to. He goes on with Louis and Issel every so often. A few weeks ago, he alluded to like Bradshaw is one of the most impressive high school players he's ever seen, ever. Like 
high praise from Ben Roberts, a guy who has watched every single recruit in the Calipari era come before they played at UK, while they're at UK, and I'm sure he's probably followed a lot of them since they were at UK. The praise that he's given Bradshaw, he thinks that he's got the most pro potential of anybody in this class. He thinks that uh, you know NBA scouts may be more anxious to see him than anybody else in this class. He is pumped about some Bradshaw. So I really hope it's not him. That's high praise coming from Ben Roberts, by the way. So um, I think if you can get this Zamanir Ivacic fella, let Bradshaw be the five, let Trey Mitchell be your four, bring Ivacic off the bench, and then if something is additionally wrong with Ugana, then you can worry about that as time goes on. But this whole thing, it, for Roush, it wouldn't be UK basketball with a weird little wrinkle not thrown in somewhere along the way. Yeah, and I... um. I'm just glad that they at least are I, – I, I like your reading between the lines, TJ, because, I, I mean, how do I put this? Like, yes, you should do something better than nothing. And I have – you know, I was very um, down on Somto initially, um, and I, I pumped the brakes on that, and I was very – I've gone back and forth on like how injured are the bigs. I'm just glad they're doing something because doing nothing could be disastrous. Um, ne- there's there's a part of me where I wouldn't be surprised if neither Hugo or Bradshaw played at all this year. You know, so it's like, Ooh, like that, at that, all. I mean, that's a real possibility. Seven footers injuring their feet, like they might never play basketball ever again. I know that that's like an extreme rarity, but like. That is a possibility. So you have to, you you can't afford to do nothing. And it feels like this is a, like, I, I would much rather them take a chance on a guy like this than Samto, where, um, especially if you feel like you can bring in Samto at any given point in the year. Yeah. Well, if things are looking bleak and you really do need another body, then yeah. bring him in in January. Um, and, and, and the other part of it, too, is like, he seems to do more of what Bradshaw and Shaw and Hugo will do with like his skills, his ability to play face up basketball. Great it feels point. like a more natural fit to where if you you basically aren't having to reinvent the wheel when those guys do come back if they start missing half the season. So yeah, um, that's a great point. I mean, that, that is a hundred percent true. That this is more of like we don't have to totally change our style. Where if you brought Somto in, it's more of like bully ball with him. You can't spread the floor. You may not be able to run as quickly. That's a great point. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm full of them. I've got them all over the place. So I, I love the thought process here. And um, what was Cal's line about um, when those guys went to the NBA? Like, we always had a plan or whatever. I mean, this you're, this looks like you're having a plan, especially because this was uh, – I, I, I enjoyed watching this uh, unfold from afar because, you know, I was technically not working yesterday, but I would kind of – I saw a Truly Donovan tweet, and so then it was like, oh, so Tristan Ferris put it out. But I know that this was something that has been like, – this has been something that's been in the works that they've been trying to keep quiet. Which, by the way, uh, all of the trying to keep quiet things, I'm just so over it. It's just so lame. Like, oh, yeah. You, you, you keeping company secrets here? Um, like what, what? What? What are we? What are we doing now? Like, is the are the nuclear codes going to get out? Is the world going to end because 
so-and-so found out about Kentucky recruiting somebody early on or like I, Kentucky I, was on campus. <laughs> it's just, it's so, I'm, just, I'm, I'm so annoyed with all that stuff now. I'm, I'm just like, come on guys. Like it's, it's going to get out eventually. Why? Come on. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to this just in about 30 seconds. One more part, one more thing on the Croatian big, we'll put a bow on it. Honestly, when I was watching this highlight tape, I was kind of, what's that YouTube video of the guy who's just like, Psh, and he's just like totally disinterested with everything that he sees. I'm watching this guy's highlight tapes. I'm just like, yeah, it's fun. He's big. But like this, the level of competition, I just cannot translate this over to like high level college basketball. I take it or leave it. I don't really, you know, if they get this guy, whatever, I'm probably not going to have super high expectations. I think those things, I, I think that is true. But Roush, I think you've kind of convinced me that like, okay, well, we'll just. Go get this guy just just in case. You got the scholarships. If you can make it happen, maybe he gives you something. Maybe he doesn't give you anything. But with the injury concerns and his style of play, yeah, it's probably in UK's best interest to try to make this thing work. So, yeah, you've kind of convinced me that, like, I, I was I was just totally on the fence, could take it, could leave it, don't really care one way or another. Now I'm a little bit more of like, all right, I'll, I want this guy. I want him. I'm, I'm not expecting yeah. a ton from him, but from a body standpoint, from an in- injuries, go ahead and do it. Because how many times have we said this summer, since the end of last season's college basketball season, is you're so close. You're so close to having a roster that we're all going to get super excited about. Just don't mess it up. You've got all the freshmen. You've got all the talent. Just make sure you surround it with the right pieces and don't mess it up. Well, you can't help injuries, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise that in July you realize your two fives are injured and Cal listening to KRC because we know that he does every day yep, says to does. himself, well, I can't mess this up. I can't mess this up. If somebody gets hurt and we don't have enough depth, then that's while it's unlucky, but that is me messing it up. So let me do what I can to just make sure this is going to be we're, we're going to have our, our all of our tracks covered where if Hugo's going to be out a while, then we've got this Croatian big, and maybe he turns into something great. Maybe he doesn't. But then we just let Bradshaw go, but at least we have some depth pieces. Roush, you've convinced me. You've walked me into it, so I'm, I'm, I'm for it. We'll keep you updated if we hear anything. It does seem like things are going to move fast. For a similar point when we were talking about the football recruit, Nigel Glover, same kind of applies to basketball. Like, school's starting within a month. So if you're going to be adding pieces, things need to move quickly. More so in football because you've got fall camp starting very, very soon. Uh, but basketball, not too far away either. So things are probably going to move yeah. quickly. And then, Roush, I'm so happy you brought up the 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 hot in the streets. That's not supposed to be out there. Yeah, oh, my God. It, yeah. it, it, I Just sh- everybody. Like, you all can suck it. Like, we – my God. Like, because a journalist shares news or what – like that, that is not going to mean that it's not going to happen. And I love all of the people who have deputized themselves as warriors on behalf of the coaches. Oh, you're not. We we can know, but not everybody's supposed to know because if they do, like, do you think that if an insider, quote unquote, finds out about X, Y, and Z, that the competition that's not supposed to know is just mysterious? Like, they're never going to recruit this guy. Like, no, that's not how. I, it just aggravates me to no end. And I, I'm one of those two, like, I will keep things quiet from time to time when they ask me to, because like, I don't care that much. I mean, and it's like, sure, fine. Like I keep, just keep feeding me stuff. I don't care. But sometimes it's like, come on, like 
it's not that big of a deal. I know you want to be under the radar, but also you should probably want to look like you're doing something. People will be happy that you're doing something, and it's not going to jeopardize your chance to get this kid. P. Diddy, do you want to add something? No. I don't really care about okay, it. I saw you were unmuted there. I figured you may have something to say. I muted back a little you did, bit ago. But I thought maybe you were like, I got something to say. All right, Roush is still going. I'll mute myself back, come back to it. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go, you know, that's fine. But just know if you do, we can throw it to you at any time. I know. Thank you. Everybody's waiting for the P. Diddy football takes. Roush, I, I, did, I will say you kind of contradicted yourself a little bit there when you say, like, yes, I will sit on stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, like that, it's mostly just to uh... – what like, I would say if I were you is that, like, you know, I've got sources. I want to keep them happy, so I'm not going to, like, betray their right. trust. That being yeah, like, said, I, I'm also not going to scrutinize people when news gets out there and be like, oh, no, that I knew that, but it wasn't supposed to be said. I had the scoop, but I didn't say the scoop because I was told to keep quiet on it. Those people kind of come off a little self-righteous. Yeah, and, and it, it's also the hardest part about not the hardest part about this job, but when you're doing the insider thing, because it's it's a fine line. If you tell them everything they tell you, then they're going to quit telling you stuff. So, like, you have to cherry pick what you're going to use, what you're not going to use. Um, and so, yeah, that 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 that's the part uh, that's difficult. But I just I I just think it's funny when uh, Joe message board guy gets mad at somebody else for reporting something because they weren't supposed to say it or whatever. Um, so, and, and that's why I also don't get mad when Kyle does his little hint, hint thing, because that's seemingly what he's doing, right? He's like, there's something out there. And, and, and here's the other part too, TJ. I mean, Tristan Ferris said it and how many people were just like immediately like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I mean, so like, it's not like they were getting, um, whoever was keeping it quiet. Like you got to keep it quiet. Who, whoever's telling that. They told that to like seven different people. You got to keep it quiet. And finally, somebody just was like, oh, okay, I'll keep it quiet. And then ran with it. <laughs> so it, they it have th the that person do, though, wasn't just, keeping it quiet, essentially. The best thing to do, though, is just not to finger point and whine. Like if, if, yeah. if you're a media member and something leaks out, it's not a good look to be like, well, we knew that, but they're they're hurting. They're hurting the situation by talking about this. Shut up. <laughs> oh. I, I love it. I hate it. It's also the most like July thing ever, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. We're ready. We're all ready for sports. And hey, we're not too far away. One week from month. today, UK football media camp, training camps are underway. We've already got people panicking about injuries in the NFL, which uh, whew, I know Bengals fans had a moment yesterday. They did. They did. We'll talk about that as well. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. We'll have a lot of fun. We're going to talk a little aliens as well. It's going to be a fun second yes. hour Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Patrick Ryan filling in for Justin and Kayla. And hour number two coming up next here on Kentucky Roll Call. Watch your speed. Trouble ahead. Trouble behind.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Hey there, welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. It's going to be a fun second hour. Nick Roush getting to take on the University of Louisville Cardinal Club today. Yeah, excited. This is uh, my first time uh, out there. Yep, Um, and I'm going to be rocking my Shady Rays out on the course. It's going to be a hot, sunny day. Need to make sure I got those sharp-looking polarized lenses on the links so I don't lose my ball in the sun. Um, And I got them, and I got them for paying an arm and a leg. Um, Because Shady Rays, they're not trying to break the bank. Um, And if you use promo code Big X, you'll get 25% off on top of their already great deals at ShadyRays.com. And as TJ said, even got a golf line now, too, to really step up your game. I'm not there yet. I did just... I'm testing out, uh, might test out a few new wedges um, today. Haven't practiced with them though, so might have to keep those in the bag because that could be dangerous. But it's never dangerous. You might look dangerous wearing Shady Rays, but you won't feel dangerous. You're going to feel great. Wear them today, buy them today, break them, lose them, whatever it might be. They got your back with their replacement pair promise. ShadyRays.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too far off from getting the order sent for the big x kickoff classic golf scramble you know if you were out there last year uh decent chance you may have walked away with some shady rays we gave away a ton of them i think at one point we were just basically going to holes being like anybody want a pair of shady rays and people would take them uh we'll do something similar we'll get a ton out there for the second annual big x golf scramble kickoff classic it's going to be september 1st at elk run we're going to be doing the radio show out there live very rare that we do radio shows out in the wild so we'd love to see you out there Uh, whether you're golfing or not you can still even if you're not golfing come out and say hello to us while we're going to be doing the show from their amazing clubhouse it was not finished when we did the scramble there last year it was almost finished i think you could go inside and use their potty Uh, i at least went inside for some reason maybe it was just inside to check it out but uh, it was almost finished this year it's totally done they're going to be ready for the entire big x sports radio family We'll be doing the show out there. Show ends at 9 o'clock, as you all know. And then we're going to get our bags, put them on the cart, and then we're going to be blowing the horn for the shotgun start shortly after the show ends. We're going to play golf. We're going to have fun. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey are going to be out there. They're going to be doing their show from 3 to 6 o'clock. And then, boom, that leads you right up to the start of college football in the area with the Jeff Brom era starting for U of L, and then of course the team you all care about, the University of Kentucky Wildcats, play the next day. It's going to be a really fun weekend. That's around fantasy football drafting time as well. It's going to be, I'm going to be a busy boy that that weekend. Um, no no doubt about it. But we cannot wait for the Big X kickoff scramble. Email Big X Scramble at yahoo.com, Big X Scramble at yahoo.com, and we'll get you all signed in. You do not need to pay when you when you email or anything like that. You'll pay at the course, and it's going to be $40 a person. P. Diddy, how much is that per team if it's $40 a person? 160 
There it is. Wow. I don't want anybody slam public education in the city of Louisville. Uh, we won't stand for it. Not on this radio show. $160 a team. That's a really good price for a scramble. $40 a player. If you don't have a team, that's fine. We'll get we'll get it squared away. We'll get it figured out. Just email me. We'll get you signed in. We've already had a couple singles. I think we've had one that said, hey, I got two people, but I don't think I'm going to be able to find two more. We'll get it taken care of. We just want as many people out there having fun and playing some golf in your Shady Rays as possible. So there's the details there on the Big X Sports Radio uh, kickoff. Ever since we made the flyer, we've had a lot more injuries. So if you want to get, if you want to make sure you reserve your spot, I'd get in as soon as possible. We'd love to have P. Diddy out there. He's going to be down in Atlanta for the UFL game. And uh, I just can't imagine Georgia Tech makes that one close. I hope to be wrong. I hope it's a good game. hope it comes down to the wire. But I just got a feeling that, that Jeff Brom's probably going to open it up in game one. They're start, they're, that's their new head coach's first game, right? Yes. Yes. Well, he was interim for some games last year and won at Pitt. Like, he actually won. I think they were – they'd only won two games in the last two years, and he won four as the interim. So – yeah, I can't. I can't name their previous coach or their their coach now. I can't because the other guy they had they had for a very short time after Paul Johnson. Yeah, he was uh, from Temple. Um, this guy is Brent Key. That's what and I was gonna say. Ah, beat you to it, P. Diddy. Uh, can you name their quarterback transfer? Yes. No. no yeah. Um. I. I. Haynes King, Texas A and M. Played a little bit last year. One of Jimbo's high highest recruits that just flamed out. So he could be, he could be good. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just I I can't even hardly take it anymore. I'm just so ready for football. I know, and we've still got another month. I know so. it's not even like I, I'm I, I didn't want to bring this up. It's kind of like I don't know. It's just I don't want to jinx anything. But I actually feel like the summer's gone by quick, like quicker than than most. Roush. Like well, I, I keep telling myself that, like, man, it's it's August. Well, no, it's not August yet, but you're basically at August. Like you're ba- you've already your your least favorite three months. You've basically knocked two of them just right out of the way. You're you're there, but one, we're not actually there yet, unfortunately. And then what we all know is August ends up being the the longest, unfortunately. Yeah, and I was I had similar thoughts recently about the heat, like. Hey, it hasn't been this hot this summer. We almost, you know, we almost done the whole summer without it being miserably hot. And, well, look where we are now. Miserably hot. Yeah, you knew it was, you knew it was coming. It does seem like since we were kids, Roush, and this this is this is not an accurate take. I, I'm realizing that before I even say it. It does seem like the seasons have all been like almost pushed back a month. And I say that, and of course, like we had the coldest temperatures ever on Christmas Eve this past year. And then, like, growing up, obviously, August was always hot. But right. I don't know. It, just, it used to feel like the heat would come really bad in, like, June, late June. And then it would come in, like, you'd have it in July. Yeah, and, and it would be a like, good fall by September. Yeah, like, like by September, halfway through September, you're well into fall. And then um, now it's like, you know, you almost got to get to October to get the, the temperatures to cool down. But then again, like you mentioned, like June and July, at least early July, wasn't really all that terrible from the heat perspective. 
And then winter doesn't, you know, seems like, I mean, February has always been bad. So like I said, it wasn't an season talk before I even said, but it is season's talk. Uh, who did it? Was it Nick Valvano? He did a season's poll just to see, hey, what's everybody's favorite season? What do you think uh, won? Uh, fall. Because it is the best. P. Diddy, what do you think won? Spring. Man, it takes like six seconds for you to say something, and then you will not say more than one word. <laughs> I was away from the Google Meet tab. Uh, you want me to be unmuted, uh, and then I'm on a different tab, so it takes me a second. Well, so you're not doing your you're not doing your job. I was saying. I'm just trying to find a song to play at the end of the segment. <laughs> Is it a good song? At least I haven't found one yet. I'll take requests. Oh. The the, pre- the pressure's on. Uh, let's see. The winner was fall by sixty two percent. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. That, that's a little high. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm I I used to be spring. I think I probably do think fall is probably number one, but. That's maybe a little, little high. Uh, second was summer at twenty percent. That's ridiculous. Spring thirteen and a half. That's also way too low. And then winter five point six. Summer needs to be at two percent, and then everything else can be like thirty-one. There must have been lots yeah. of grade school kids on that poll. Just loving summer. Yeah. No. There, there. The, also, the next season is always, you know, what's up next. You kind of get tired of it. You're always kind of looking forward to that one. So I think that probably plays a part of it. We're all looking forward to football season, but it's got to wait a little bit longer. Instead, it's summer, which means we've got to talk about aliens, TJ. I can just definitively say that I never look forward to summer. I just need that on the record. There's never like a spring where I'm like, oh, man, these 70-degree weather – uh, low humidity days are just ah, they're really annoying me. I want to be I want I want my butt to be so sweaty it leaves water in my seat when I get up out of it. Uh, no, I don't ever really I don't look forward to that. Yeah, we need to talk aliens. We need to talk aliens. What's the government distracting us from? P Diddy, answer that. All the corruption. They don't want us oh. looking into all their corruption. So then they're they're trying to get other stuff in the news. Everybody way knows too that. much corruption. It's everywhere. So instead, how about we just dangle the alien, the alien toy in front of you? Ooh, shiny aliens. Classic Gosh, I misdirection. Kind of feel like that's what, I kind of feel like that's what's going on. So here's a part of. I, I don't want to discredit. Uh, is it David Grosh? I believe is his uh, the name of the Grush Grosh Grush. Okay. Grush. The. Um, security intelligence guy that went out and said that yeah we've got ufos and he even said did he say alien bodies or like life forms or something like that yes they asked if okay so we've we've recovered these crash sites and he's like yes we've got their their vessels their ships whatever it is and then the the woman asked did we recover the pilots and he said like yeah uh, we re- they 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 recovered bodies, and she said, "Were they of human origin?" And he said, "They were not. Um, they were they were not of human DNA, or whatever his his exact phrasing was." Which, if like anything actually comes of this, if this is if there is 
if the lid gets blown off this and the government eventually comes out and they're like, yeah, we've got it. We don't know. We're, you know, we were trying to keep it hush hush. We feel like this is really important information, but like, yeah, we've got aliens. Here's pictures of them. These things are not human. We don't know where they came from. If they ever spill the beans and like this stuff is all accurate, that testimony, that back and forth will be the start of the movie. That will be the like, some of the most famous maybe witness whistleblower testimony in the, in American history, if it's actually true or if anything actually comes of it, which I'm skeptical that anything will come of it. If it's actually true or not, I, I, I don't know. And you know, I, I don't think anybody really does know people are going to act really confident one way or another. You're going to get the crowd. That's going to be like, you believe in aliens. You're a goober. And then you're going to get the crowd that's going to be like, well, I told you all that something from the skies were coming down and we're all going to be saved. Um, Who knows? Who knows? But I definitely believe this guy is putting his life on the line, uh, not because he just wants to be famous, not because he just wants to ruffle some feathers. I do believe that like these things were told to him by people that he believes. And I believe that there's probably something that happened i mean i i think there's over the course of human history there's been a lot of weird and unexplained things that have happened but then roush you got to talk about more of the skeptical side of things where like we can't even comprehend the universe it's like it's too big for our brains really and yet we can't even understand it but there's this other group of life forms that not only understands it, but they know how to travel to it. But here's where it gets tricky. They know how to travel to it, but once they get there, I mean, they, you know, millions and millions and billions of light years away. But once they get like the, the Rocky mountains were too much flying over New Mexico, the terrain was just too confusing for them. And that's where they crashed. Like they made it all the way here. And that's where they crashed. Um, I just like stuff like that kind of makes it hard to believe. I don't think we're alone in the universe. It just, the universe is too big for, I think that to even be statistically possible. Um, both fascinating and frightening if it were to be true, but I don't think we're alone in the universe, but I also don't know if, if any life form has the technology to be able to join us, come to us. I don't know how the time spans of those would work. Cause I think you have to break our, understanding of time to be able to travel the distances we think people would have to travel. So when you start to stack it up, I just think it's maybe like probably not actual aliens that have crashed on our earth, but I don't think it's also impossible either. So I'm really straddling the fence nicely here. Uh, no, you got to have one side or another. Are aliens real or not? I just can't. Like, I really wish I could just have like a really strong hot take on it and be like, folks, I don't know what to tell you, but they're here. We're not alone. I, I just, I can't do that. Oh, and I can't do the like, you all are idiots. You're, you're stupid if you believe this stuff that's going on. Uh, no. I just, I, I can't really, I can't, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. Wow. Middleman TJ can't make up his mind. Patrick, are, 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 are you all in? Are the aliens real? Do we have alien aircraft in the United States government's possession? I, I, I'm with TJ. I really don't know how, like, they would have, like, they would have to be able to travel faster than the speed of light to be able to, like, come wherever they're coming from. 
and then yeah. end up here, and then yeah. to get here and crash, that just doesn't seem like how would that even make sense? No, I- it, you know it is possible that like yes, their 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 ships were made to travel throughout space, but they weren't travel. You know they 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 didn't know exactly what was on our planet or. Uh, things can go wrong. Things can go wrong at any time of a trip or a journey. Doesn't always have to be at the beginning or the middle. Can be at the end. Um, when they were making ships to go across America, there was plenty of times they'd get to America and they'd have no ships to get back home. Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say plenty of times, but it did happen. So right, right. it's not that's not impossible, but it it is kind of like what are the odds? What are the odds that they can just go by asteroids and comets and wee 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 wee? But then once they get to America, it's like, oh, ew, it's uh, it's, this is too challenging for us. Um, and then secondly, I, I see this. I, I just kind of want to combat this from skeptics. Like um, the aliens only crash in America. America's no, this guy said that like other countries have had they have their own information on this stuff. They've had their own encounters. They've had their own experiences. But every government wants to keep it to themselves because you want to see if you can harbor this information so you can be the first with this technology. Because think about how you'd be able to rule the world if you were able to figure out some of this stuff. So um, they have said plenty of times that other countries have their own their own stuff going on. Um, we don't know what countries, and we don't know exactly what. I think Brazil's had some stuff go on, obviously. They've been in the news. Uh, China and Russia, I'm sure they've probably got plenty of their own. I mean, just ginormous pieces of country. So, uh, but they have said that other countries do have alien sightings, information, maybe even crash, crash stuff as well. So, it is fascinating stuff. I, I'm just glad that we're doing a slow rollout of alien like news. So when something cataclysmic happens and people start freaking out it's like well they at least warned you you know because i really i think that's where we're at now is we get these every once in a while a government official comes out and says something and you you spend the whole like oh wow well that's that seems legit that i mean i feel like we're getting those once every like it's it's a quarterly thing now no um, you're right you're you, I mean, you are right we're like you know a year ago what was it it was like Pilots testify that they yes. saw things dropping mm-hmm. in the sky and then that was the Blink One Eighty Two guy who basically foiled the federal government until they had to release the alien tapes. It is. It's a slow leak, which it which is, is also, really crazy that 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 Blink One Eighty Two's lead singer got this ball rolling. <laughs> but it's also like it, it could be such an easy false flag for government control to do the alien bit. Yeah, but I, I think there's enough distractions. They don't need alien distractions, too. Like, we're fighting over songs and Bud Light. I mean, Jason Aldean and Bud Light are, like, the hottest things on Facebook right now. So Tyler like, Childers now, I don't too. Think you need, yeah, Tyler Childers, I'm sure he's going to be up next as well. But, like, I don't... So, like, I don't think they need to do that. Um, my, my just whole line of thinking in all of this is just, like, trying to think of how small we are. Like, it's impossible to not conceive... Like it's impossible to rule out the fact that anybody else is out there. It would just be a matter of time before we catch up. And there's a fun, there's a fun theory on uh, evolution, and I wish I could think of the concept because essentially, uh, it's it's like the stages of civilization where your world, the the biggest gaps, like we 
you go from like uh, agrarian society to flight to technology, but like one of the hardest gaps is to bridge the gap to light speed. And that's like, we're, we're in the midst of trying to reach that. And, but can you get to that before you use up all your resources? Uh, it's one of those very philosophical sci-fi type theories. And I wish I could think of, it's like the, the four stages of planets or four stages of re- human ray or something like that. Um, and reaching that last one is the most difficult. So I, I have no doubt that there's uh, some st- spacecraft that we've recovered. Um, I'm just glad that they aren't hostile. And uh, I, I hope know that. Yeah, we, we, that's true. We don't know that. David um, Grush has said in testimony before that like there that we have uncovered ominous like there there has been he, he was very vague about it. He didn't say that like all of them were evil, but he he was asked like have there been any negative interactions? And he said yes, for what it's worth. Hmm. Interesting. But like yeah. let me ask you a question, Roush. How okay. would that person's theory, how would they know that the last thing is space travel? Did did an alien tell them that? Did, was an alien no, like, you guys, hey, here's the four things. You guys are number. You're very close. You're very close. The, to number four. You're um, there yet. In this theory, it was that like you can, the the individual race of beings or whatever can exist outside of their planet because of the technology they've developed. Um, yeah, like I mean, that, that, would, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah, like that's like in in I mean, we're trying to do that. We're researching that. Like, can you grow plants on Mars? Can you grow stuff in outer space? Like, so like we've been in the the mix of that. Um, but like in the very infant stages, um, I mean, we've traveled to the freaking moon for Cronalla. So yeah, it was more so of like, can you exist off your planet elsewhere? And then will you go elsewhere to find resources to keep your people alive? Um or did we I, go to the moon? No, I don't know. I just, the, the vastness of space and like, I mean, Earth is like a grain of sand in the galaxy on the beach. Like, it's just, there's, we are so small. So uh, I, I try not to spend too much time thinking of that because it makes you feel insignificant. But like that, the smallness of us compared to the universe is, uh, that. that's why I can never rule out aliens existing or anything of that sort. Yeah, that, that, well said, and we are, we are, uh, when you think about it. I also think that, like, the human race on Earth as we know it is baby. Very, not, like, not even a year old. In the yeah, of things. I can like, get with that, yeah. I think in, like, the year 2023, we're still just little tiny babies trying we're to We're probably, figure. maybe we're walking around, I could maybe say we're toddlers. Yeah, we're young though. Regardless, we're like in the grand scheme. As long as we don't blow ourselves up or kill ourselves, we're just we're we're babies in all of this. So there's a long way to go. And another crazy thing about it too is that like, if you probably ever had the entire world with all of the world's resources ever work together for space travel, like oh. if it ever became like, hey, we've got to. It's not realistic to think that you're getting the entire Earth's population off the planet. But like we've got to find a way to be able to travel outside of our galaxy or, you know, even get to Mars, uh, get to find a way to colonize somewhere else. If they if you had everybody working together, we probably could do it, probably could figure it out one way or another. Sometimes I think about that with like cancer and stuff like that. Yeah, like if we just pulled our resources together, you just what had we like everybody, you had the top scientists in China and Japan and Russia and America and 
all the small, little, beautiful Mediterranean countries all working together. It'd be nice. Uh, all right, I, we are we don't normally do this, but we're going to jump ahead on the Thornton's text line to the alien text of the yes. show. Now, we yes. have one texter who seems to be in the know with this stuff, so we'll just okay. kind of go with this stuff as we grow. Grush is, a, is the government. He has 20 to 30 intelligence folks backing up his story, Pentagon not immediately admitting this is normal. Okay. okay. that That's good. Um, he says, not true. We don't know where these are coming from. Could be interdimensional things crash sometimes from humans, too. They should be perfect argument isn't logical. Watch the full hearing. Um, so the interdimensional stuff is above my pay grade as having a brain. I don't Yeah, I, I barely even got interstellar. You know, it was just, <laughs> just too much. Um, but, like, um, I do... What what is like what would that mean interdimensional? See, and, and that's where we get. I feel like uh, Marvel has done a good job of trying to use the different universes to help it make it more palatable. But that 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 part of physics is just so, like you said, TJ, above my pay grade. It because really, I think what it comes down to is finding a new way to conceptualize time, and that's that's interdimensional. And that's really hard for my brain to wrap around. And it is. It is. It's just hard stuff for your brain to wrap around. I do think it is beautiful, though, that like there's stuff in this world that we just we can't understand. Like there's stuff that happens that we just can't understand. We can't comprehend. Uh, we could even have some things wrong. And there's just stuff that we flat out don't know and may never know. And, you know, one simple thing, not to get too dark here on a beautiful Friday, is like we, don't, we still don't even know what happens when you die, Roush. You know, like, and we never, we never probably will. Like, we know what your brain does when you die. Like, we know what happens to brain activity, but we've never really been able to ask anybody the experience of death when they didn't come back. You have people with near-death experiences that say they go to a place or nothing happens or this happens. You have, you have thousands of those stories, but you don't really know the full story because nobody's been around to tell you. Except for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Which brings us to our next segment. Favorite Bible verses. P. Diddy. Mm. Philippians 4.13. Wow, uh, the, you pulled that one out. I, I, don't, I don't have one because I don't... I'm Catholic, so we don't know Bible verses. John 3.16. Uh, <laughs> the alien texture continues. Uh, nope, Groosh is a physicist. We don't know where they're coming from, but pilots are seeing them daily. You're exaggerating a little bit. Nobody's saying they crash frequently. We have a few craft. Yeah, but they also did say that other countries have experienced their own crashes. And then you, it makes you wonder just like if they I, – I heard somebody else say this. I don't remember who it was to attribute it. But if if they came in 2023 – is it possible that they also came in 1603? Could they have stopped by in 800? Could they yeah, have come in? I 4, think so. Could they have come in 4000 BC? Like the idea, and that's another thing. Like the idea when you just add it all together, it just becomes kind of tough. The idea that like they just came in 2023 and we're all around for the year that they came and they crashed yeah. and stuff was going on. It's just kind of hard when you add it all together. But that's the way some of this stuff goes. So my my big thing is I, I and Guardians of the Galaxy like that's helped me conceptualize it and I can get behind this theory. Feel like we're on the map and then the aliens just kind of check in infrequently to see how much progress we've made. And 
right now we might be getting a little bit more alien activity because they're like, oh, these guys, they might be getting close here. Okay, let's see if they're 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 good enough to join our our crew of uh, interdimensional travelers. Maybe so. Maybe they're just checking in to make sure we're not blowing ourselves up, P. Diddy. Why would they be doing that? Because maybe they they they, they care about us. Maybe we, if we blow ourselves up, there will be waves that impact universes elsewhere. Yeah, they want our ocean, maybe, and, or something. Then the then the sun blows up, and then if the sun blows up, the you know other universes are impacted or something. I don't know. I don't know, P Diddy. I don't. I don't know what we're even talking about. And we're talking over our butts on a Friday in August. All right, that's or what July. we're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Uh, the other texter says. Oh, he says this is much different. We haven't had. A Groosh-like whistleblower until now. So, like, they are at least saying, like, okay, this whistleblower is a he's – he's got some some pedigree. So, that's good to know. Good to know why it's different. He does say that he doesn't understand all of it either, but it's fun, though. And uh, let's see. We got a few more. Uh, intern Cat would have a hotter alien take than P. Diddy. <laughs> are we sure P. Diddy isn't from Quiet City? That's right next to Rack City. Do I sound quiet? Yes, yeah. you do. Over right. under aliens bigger or smaller than Scoots? Oh. And then, you, and then you remember, you know, you got that Las Vegas video where like something definitely falls in somebody's backyard and you get the distress 911 call of the person's house where the thing fell in the backyard of them being like, yeah, I see an alien. Something crashed in our backyard. <laughs> stuff, I mean, stuff is happening. It's just... Is, well, it, the, re- is it real? Like, yeah, is it, real? And, it doesn't help that AI, too. Like, deep fakes and all that can really just, you know, make this even more com- complicated. Another texture says, they aren't just getting here in 2023. Aliens have been visiting since the 60s, if not beforehand. We only recently, the last 50-ish years, got technology to track and verify it is more than ima- than an imagined visual. That, that's a good point, right? Like that back then they would just say it was aliens, but like, um, you know, attribute it to God or something like that, you know, like, and that's where uh, ancient aliens, uh, the guy with the crazy hair meme, that's where their theories come from is that like, Oh, somebody came down and like maybe gave him a few instructions like, hey, maybe you should try this and it could help your engineering. Maybe they just needed a kickstart. I could I, I, I can be convinced of a lot of alien stuff because it would fill in the blanks for a lot of theories. Let's go on the record. Is the U.S. government in possession of alien bodies or alien body parts? Yes or no? P. Diddy from Quiet City. Yes. Okay. All right. I feel like you're a little skeptical, but after all, you you are saying yes. I don't know this this texture that is really in the know. He's got me leaning that way. Okay. All right. The body Gosh. the body part seems is like he knows what he's talking about. Believe, but if they found a body, you bet your sweet buns they're going to take that brain and poke at it. So I'm I'm going to go say yes. I don't think that we have actual alien bodies, but I do think we've probably found some technology that we can't totally understand or comprehend. And I bet we're trying to reverse engineer it and we're trying to, you know, figure out what exactly it is. 
that's my guess. I don't think we have little green men, but I do think they have found some stuff that they don't know. And I also think through the, I think that through the course of like human history, some governments have been for, you know, ancient secret information that they don't really know what to do with, but they don't want it out in the public either. Um, I, I, I think there are a lot of things that we don't know. I just don't think we probably have like an alien zombie though. I, I just feel like that. Know, now, you know, I feel like it'd leak if it, if we did uh, it'd be crazy. Another texture says Joe Rogan says so, so it has to be true. What is, what is what did he say so? I thought he got canceled. All right, we're gonna take our break. We'll come back. We'll get to more text on the Thornton's text line. Fun nerding out about aliens. Ah, love it. There, we needed to do it at some point, though. Every radio show has. Uh, that was our that was our little bit there. Roush is gonna go hit the links. Have a good weekend, buddy. Hit them straight. Will do. And. Uh... We'll be back. One final segment coming up next. If I ain't a young shiner, then what do you call that? Be mad, texting in all caps. Be broad day, lay a down, wave cap. Overkill drill, spin at the building, the wake cap. I'll be on what I'm on if I ain't rapping. And really with no structure till the members came back. Shit, family know we ain't playing no more. Real trapper hit my dope like my hand. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Dog debate. Davion Mintz or Justin Rogers? Davion Mintz. Go. Easy. For Easy. sure. Yeah. What kind of dogs are they? Davion's is a pit bull. And I think Chewy's like a bulldog. Like one of those fat ones? Like a Georgia bulldog? I think it's got like the stupid face. <laughs> no offense to the bulldogs. The, the dog mm. that ran into a wall. I'd have to go Chewy. Big bulldog guy. Or scrunchy faces. Of course, you are scoots. We've we've talked about the the, the bulldogs with scoots before. <laughs> they have breathing problems. No, you're thinking of uh, pugs. Oh, yeah. those I do not like. Oh, maybe Chewy's a pug. Hmm. Then Chewy can suck it. Who <laughs> <laughs> let the dogs out? Who 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 let the dogs out? Who 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 let the dogs out? Who 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 let the dogs out? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker and Patrick Bryant for the last 15 minutes of the Kentucky Roll Call work week. And then it's weekend time. And maybe you've got plans. Maybe you've got a party. Maybe you want some salsaritas to cater. You can do it all on. You can turn the song off now at this point. Uh, You can do it at salsaritas with their app. It's very easy. It's very fun. Um, Burritos, quesadillas, tacos, they've got it all. They'll set up the bar. They'll bring it to you if need be for catering, um, or you can go pick it up at the restaurant. One of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown, it's got a drive-through, and St. Matthew's, it's, uh, they've got the best blue Powerade that you're ever going to find there. Check them out today. Salsaritas, wildly addictive chips. A little too long on the dog song there. It was really quiet when you were, I don't know. I think you're I think you're overreacting about it, honestly. Does Zeke Washburn have that dog in him? That's that's pretty random, but but yeah, I'd say so. He's a he's a Mr. Kentucky candidate. According to Jason Franks. That's the manual running back. He rushed for just shy of fourteen hundred yards and twenty touchdowns last year. Yeah, and he missed he missed a game last year too. 
And he uh, left in the first quarter of our playoff game that we lost by one to the eventual state champs. He left during the game? Like, with an injury. Oh, that's a bummer. So you're saying if Zeke wouldn't have gotten hurt, you all would have won? Yeah. The defense did only get, like, two stops the whole game, and one was a missed field goal. But I, he, we, we definitely could have won. High school football starting right back up. Are you going to miss it? Are you going to miss going to the games? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe, maybe someday you'll miss it. Maybe a little bit. Maybe, right. maybe when Mail Manual rolls around, I'll miss that a little bit. But Yeah, I'm sure that was always a good time. Uh, we'll get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Uh, you play your cards right. P. Diddy, you can in like 10 years have a radio show and then just talk about your glory days in high school every other show like Roush and I do. So just dream big, buddy. A texture says, happy aliens and UFOs are real day. All right, we already got into that. A texture says, hot take. Uh, oh, we, we read that one as well. Louisville's pipe dream is the Big 12. Supposedly there's going to be more drama with conference realignment today this weekend, maybe a little Friday news dump. Um, there were some Oregon people thinking that uh, an invite to the Big Ten was coming. I don't. I would be a little surprised if the Big Ten or the SEC made some moves in the next month or so. But then again, the, you know the thing about these conference realignments, and even even with Colorado, they always come as surprises. That you very rarely have like the, I mean, I guess the slow leaks are that like, hey, there may be something coming. But the news is they do a good job keeping lids on this. I mean, especially Texas and Oklahoma, that came virtually out of nowhere. Colorado, while everybody kind of thought that the Pac-12 was ripe for the pickings and the Big 12 was aggressively coming after them, they just had their media days. And the commissioner was just saying how he was not concerned about any of his teams leaving the conference and He's not worried about it at all. And sure enough, they left the conference, uh, or Colorado did, and more likely to follow. So this I thought stuff there was, happens quietly. I thought there was more smoke with other Pac-12 teams that weren't Colorado going to probably the Big so. 12. Yeah, uh, pro- probably so. I mean, there, there's been whispers about the Big Ten and Washington and Oregon for a little while. Um, and then, you know, what does Utah do? They're – they seem almost like a lock for the Big 12. Yeah, uh, with their rival just know. joining it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Another texter says, Hey, TJ, buddy, old pal, just you and I talking here. As a football season ticket holder, you wouldn't happen to know the pre-sale co- code for the single game tickets, would you? I don't know if I've gotten the email for that. I mean, if I have it, I'll definitely pass it along. But I don't know if I've gotten that email. Or if I have, I definitely don't think I got it yesterday, and I don't think I got it the day before that. So, um is this like a week old email potentially, but I'd be happy to pass it along. I just don't know if I have that, that info. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, are there any updates on if the sec will restructure the contract? I know ESPN has been laying off people lately, but what, from what I understand, the big tens contract is about three times the amount of the sec and the sec made their contract before Texas and Oklahoma came along. We talked about revenue being important last month, but why is there no emphasis on this? Is this something I'm missing? Texer, it's a totally fair question, and I wish I had a better answer for you, and maybe Roush would know a little bit more than I. I don't think it's three times, but I definitely it's more in the Big Ten, and I, I was never able to really wrap my brain around that. Like More people watch SEC football. 
more wins and championships are coming to SEC football. Why is the Big Ten getting a better TV deal here? I don't understand it either. And I am pretty sure that the deal was made before Texas and Oklahoma joined, which you would think would have to really increase the value of the SEC. But then again, the Big Ten has has UCLA and USC coming in, which would obviously increase that value as well. So it, it's a I don't totally understand it either, Texter, but it's always stood out to me as well. Another texter says, South and Josh here, who the deuce posted the podcast in four segments? Was it the sleepy teenager sounding kid? Yes, it was the sleepy teenager sounding kid. Well, you are a teenager and you do sound sleepy. Yeah, I mean, I could get really inside baseball as to why that podcast got posted in four segments, but just know it's not going to happen today. That's a promise from P. Diddy. It's a promise. The texter says, you all remember when Matt Jones tried to start the rumor that Louisville was trying to get Vince Marrow, Kenny Payne, and Dwayne Peavy just to get Vince Marrow a raise, and the U.K. fans fell for it. <laughs> he He's a good friend in that regard. He's a good friend, and that's why I'm just uh, – you can't – you only get a few of them where you can, like, kind of – tease the fan base that we need to be worried about something to put pressure on the administration to pay somebody, but you only get a few of them and then you use them up. And then the ones after that, you kind of have to just say, well, it's been over a decade at this point. If the big dog is going to get more money elsewhere, then, then maybe more power to them. Uh, you, you may, you may have to part ways with them at some point, but I don't doubt that he has legitimately been courted. I think that that's accurate. But I do think at some point, like, you got to be happy with the position that you're in, the role that you're in, or you need to go somewhere else that's going to make you happier Happier there. A, text, a texter says, Tristan Ferris breaking big man news. Hold that, Roush. And, of course, Roush scurries off to not have to, have to rebuttal that or answer that. He saw that one coming down the pipes. That's why he uh, left. Again, I, I've noticed Tristan Ferris has been citing people more. That was – I never had a beef with him. I, I, I've got no ill will against old Tristan. Wish him the best. Uh, he seems like a Cats fan, so so that's good news. But he's see, my only my only issue, quote unquote, would be the the not citing or sorting or you know tagging people or whatever. He's been doing that, so have at it. Uh, he's persistent and and good for him. He gets news out there, and it seems like he's now legitimately getting a little bit of scoop. Although there were, I'm not saying that he was stealing anybody's info or anything like that. But there were whispers about a, a European big man for a few days, actually, before that news broke. And then Trilly Donovan credited Tristan with the, being the first one to have it out there. But Kyle also had info and some news out there as well. It, 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 there were some leaks, but credit to Tristan. Um, it was a good day on the old social media for him. Kirby says, I just can't with this nerd. Goes on Twitter to condemn people for not buying Bud Lights because they laid off 300 working class people. Consumers are allowed to speak with their wallets the same way fans do. I just can't with this guy and his holier-than-thou BS when when he chooses to use it. Have that same energy defending Cal, nerd. Yeah, and Kirby, you just need to probably bring that up with him, I guess. Um, You know? I get, I get it. And maybe you just unfollow him. Maybe your life would be would be better if you just kind of disassociated from from his opinions. I, I don't agree. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that he says. Um, 
I, I didn't see what you're, I don't know what you're referencing or what you're talking about, but, um, and Roush earlier had mentioned something about like, everybody's upset about Bud Light, Jason Aldean, stuff like that, or that's what everybody's fighting about. P. Diddy, did you hear that when he said something along those lines? Uh, yeah. He was saying that, uh, the government doesn't need to use the aliens, aliens as a distraction because there's plenty out there. Like the the thing is, people are gonna re- people are gonna respond. People are gonna respond, and sometimes I I really don't agree with it. But what do you want? Like, do you want force? Do you want to force people to all conform to the same opinion and think the same way? People have different opinions on stuff, and if it means they don't want to buy a certain brand of beer anymore, then who cares? Who cares? Like why? Just as much as you think it's silly that somebody may stop buying a beer for whatever reason, it's equally as silly that you care that they may not buy a beer for a certain reason, right? Like, we're all in the silliness train together, I would think. That's why sometimes being a libertarian and just everybody doing what kind of makes them happy is probably the best policy. And P. Diddy doesn't even matter because aliens are going to come take over the, the world in no time. I don't know. I think it sounds like they've been peacefully visiting since the 60s. So That's I don't I don't know if they're going to take us over. That's true. Happy Friday, boys. Can't wait to get off work and crack open a few ice cold Bud Lights and listen to some Tyler, Tyler Childers. That man sure knows how to make a good tune. Enjoy life and be nice. I like his new song. Um, the The video certainly didn't anger me or... It's just, you know, I it's not like I'll, I don't watch music videos. So I'm probably not going to, you know, go out of my way to watch that one specifically. Uh, but I did see people were getting all mad about that. Tyler Childers can make whatever music videos he wants. And if people want to express opinions about it, then maybe they tell on themselves in the process, but you let them express their opinions. Uh, I thought it was a good song for what it was worth. It is his music. He can put whatever he wants <laughs> in the video. He he can. He can. Uh Trevor would admit he has an OnlyFans. He has he has an account or he has an OnlyFans page. I guess we'll have to bring it up at during the Mike Rutherford show. I think a texter we did. says, Hey fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here with a hypothetical for your Friday. If you had the option to have a healthy Aaron Bradshaw for the Canada trip and the whole rest of the season, or be guaranteed Devin Leary stays healthy all year. Which would you choose? Brad, that's a really good one. If you just like guarantee health for one of the two guys. And then the other one, you're not necessarily saying that they're going to be injured, but you just can't guarantee their health. And I guess it'd be a little bit riskier with Bradshaw because he is currently banged up, where Devin Leary is currently 100%, but just obviously has the injury history that he has. Oh, that's a tough one, Brad from Bellbrook. One of your best ones yet. And, I, and the thing I love about it is there's probably people that are just like, this is a no-brainer. This one's easy. I think I would go, oh, goodness gracious. All right. I think you guarantee I'm, Devin Leary. I'm going Devin Leary, and I'm going Devin Leary just because I don't know what to expect from the offensive line. If it, if it was the no, normal big blue wall, then I'm probably going Bradshaw because I think that Leary's going to be protected enough. But given the offensive play, the offensive lines play easier said last season. I think it'll be better this year, but it needs to be like a lot better, 
against the SEC front lines they're going to go against this year to make sure that Devin Leary doesn't just get annihilated. So, yes, I would go Devin Leary. It's very close. And I think Bradshaw is going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay, and I think he's going to play. And maybe it's just wishful thinking. Maybe it's dream weaving. But I think he's going to be okay. I think he really wants to be a Kentucky Wildcat. I hope I'm not wrong about that. So, good one, Brad. I'd go Devin Leary, though. A texture says, I'm with Nick. We might see Ugo and Bradshaw play next season, but we might not. No idea. Hot take from that guy. I definitely think something's up with the fact that they're kind of like really pushing for this international big guy commit. But I, I, I lean, and again, I've got really no, I've got no inside info on this, but I lean that it's something more with Uganda than it would be with Bradshaw. Could be wrong about that, though. This guy probably plays more closer to how Bradshaw plays, if you want to look into that at all. But I think Cal saw how they looked in Canada and how this team can run, and I think he's going to be – I think he thinks he, he, he'll be okay on a rebounding standpoint. Nick, doesn't the football team keep their recruiting secret? You might keep – you might want to keep things quiet. Yeah, we got some typos in this one. So the Big Jays don't go snooping, and so other schools don't try to get involved. Uh, we address that. It's kind of silly to think that like journalists are holding the the gate the the keys to recruitment. So they're the gatekeepers for like what info gets out and what doesn't. And if that info gets out, then they're going to go to this school or the other. Uh, but we addressed that. We got it to the podcast. Okay, we didn't get to finish the text line in its entirety, but we got pretty close. P Diddy, are you doing the Spears show today? Uh, yes. If he doesn't do the show, if he's out, he because I meant. I, let me know. Maybe I fill in. We do the hour together. We just do an hour of aliens. Okay. I don't know if you're being serious, but I will if he does end up canceling. I'll let you know. I'm being serious. I'm, I'm being serious. If he ends up not being able to go, I've got a I've got a lighter day than normal. Just let me know. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. So I will. Maybe you'll catch us at noon. He, he'll probably right, let listen. me know by 10. So and then if we do be. that, we can finish the text line. This yep. is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. P. Diddy did a great job this week. Thank you so much for filling in. I think we'll see you Monday maybe too. I this think is Kentucky Roll. I think Trevor's Monday. Kentucky. Sorry. Oh, Trevor's Monday. Whoa, get waking up after the weekend. That's a shocker. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. This is KRC on Big X. TJ Walker, P. Diddy from the big city. We'll see you on Monday. And on still keep your nose on the grindstone and out of the pills. Daddy, I've been trying, I just can't catch a break There's too much in this world I can't seem to shake But I remember your words, Lord, that bring me chills Keep your nose on